0: Bad bitch, money count on cash on me. Shawty blow my phone. That's corny. Hey, that's a no no.
1: Welcome,
0: welcome to barbershop.talk podcast. That's right. This is the podcast that the topics are determined by the conversations in the barbershop on Saturday. If you talked about it on Saturday, we're going to talk about it today on our podcast. And hello, my name is J Rod, and I am your host. I am in Out The Way Studios here in Indianapolis, also known as Naptown, and I am joined with my co-host, A.C.
2: Thank you, J. Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out The Way Studios. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience. The real flavor of barbershop talk.
0: That's corny. no I'm trying to hustle. That white
1: Can you hear me? Whenever I'm in doubt,
0: I'm still. All right, We are ready to go. And I am so glad you're back in the studio, Uh Casey. We had some. God, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell it. I'm gonna say it. Okay. We had a clown. <laughs> yeah, we had a clown. Just called Mr. Obvious. I had this, 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 call in podcast where people call us for advice. And I gotta tell you, first of all, he, you know, it was a conflict in the schedule, so he, I decided to share. It. That was a big mistake on my hand. Mm-hmm. But my, 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 what a man! And on top of that, Casey, because mm-hmm. I listened back to the podcast. That little clown squished the audio to turn by his real low. He was <laughs> real high. He, he was a
2: crafty clown.
0: Yes, he was. Oh, he, was a, he was a Ronald McDonald clown. <laughs> clown. Now, I didn't know that he did that till after I listened to the podcast, so I want to go ahead and apologize to our listeners. I do apologize for that mishap. I was unaware that he had turned down my audio and turned his up to the max. Uh, but nevertheless, he did come in and, and, and welcome back. Welcome and,
2: back. And I'm glad to be back. Uh, I usually don't like to uh, discuss business on the airways, but, you know, basically there was a, a contract dispute uh, <laughs> and we finally got it resolved. So so I'm back for good now.
0: Well, well, if you, if you if it's, wait a minute, wait a minute. He <laughs> yeah. caught me totally on guard because if you're talking about King Cap and y'all got a new deal, I want to renegotiate my contract too. Well, J Ride, one deal at a time.
2: <laughs> well,
0: no, no, <laughs> no. no Key cap, if you listen to our podcast tonight, I would like to request a meeting with you at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but this is just not going to fly. Well, I so, in other words, you refuse to come to training camp. <laughs> you the hell out.
2: Hey, we, we had to get that deal resolved that and, and we were able to have a meeting of the minds, and, uh, so everything's smooth now.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> well, i tell you what, I'm going to come here and have my meeting. Too. I, 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 I'll, I'll sit this sucker out as well. All right. But in the meantime, I'm just going to go ahead and move forward. Okay. Now, uh, I see here that arthur is flashing on the screen so he has something he want to talk about and we didn't introduce arthur so if you don't know he is our artificial intelligence at barbershop.talk podcast and he normally verify uh facts
1: uh mm-hmm. on our
0: behalf and also he's been working closely with king cap i was under the impression to renegotiate both our contracts but apparently it was just casey
2: okay i'm gonna give a disclaimer here uh, you know, cause, uh, we were kind of at an impact uh-huh. and, uh, Arthur, um, he got involved in the negotiations and he actually, uh, supported my position and wow. it helped move things along. So thank you, Arthur.
0: Well, hopefully I can thank you in the future too, Arthur. I'm going to hold my <laughs> yes. face. I'll reserve my right. to <laughs> Thank you later. All right. Okay. Arthur, I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor. Cause apparently you have something to say, uh, uh, Arthur, I do wanna say, we do appreciate your background work. So what do you have to say
1: now? J-Rod and KC, it is great to be here today. Let me add my name to the chorus that says KC, welcome, welcome back. You were sorely missed in the episode that was hijacked by that walk-in hussy. KC missing was like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with no jelly.
0: Now, now wait a minute. I, I <laughs> gotta went a little far on that. First of all, he didn't call the guest a, a hussy or a hissy or whatever. A, a hussy. Yeah. A hussy. I haven't heard that term in, in over 30 years. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: they quit insulting the co host, Arthur. She just came in because it was an emergency situation. And what the hell are you talking about? peanut butter and jelly salad with no jelly. I
2: don't know if I'm getting hungry, J. Rye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like peanut butter by itself sometimes, but all
1: right. Okay, I got you. I'm, I'm going to leave you alone, Arthur. Uh, go ahead and finish your statement, please. It was like an old fashioned cocktail with no bourbon. Ooh. In other words, the show had no kick. Hmm. I didn't know that Arthur was a drinker. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, I like them old-fashioned, too. And who wants an old-fashioned with no kick?
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you there, too. I, I agree. So, uh, again, I, uh, welcome on behalf of Barbershop.com. Casey, appreciate to having you back. All right. Now, I wonder if you're going to say anything about the... We, we, apparently, we still call him King Cap, and he mm-hmm. he's a double gay.
2: <laughs> well, we I'm not on that level with him yet.
0: But Yeah, I'll tell you. I, 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 I didn't I, think we could do that.
1: But here we go. If you recall Double K, requested we periodically take questions from the audience to assess our themes for what they like and don't like about the show or in the event they have a question and need guidance. Now, I will be the first to admit, if an audience member is asking you two for advice, well, I will say no more but it sounds a bit dubious. You do remember there was a lady that wrote you from an asylum? Not said. Okay. Hold, hold on. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. You need to cut that
2: out. First of all, don't use words like dubious on our show.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're that's gonna right. confuse our audience. Yeah, and not only our audience, you're gonna confuse me. I gotta look that up. I gotta Google that.
0: That that that, that is terrible.
2: And just because a person is in an asylum, don't mean that they don't have a valid question.
0: I think that's a very good point, Casey. I think that's a very good point. So you better watch yourself, Arthur. And in fact. Okay, I'm going to back off and I'm just going to have you just go ahead and start uh, giving us questions from our listeners and we'll be happy to respond. Okay, Arthur, I'm good. I'm good with all that. So you can go ahead and, and, and start.
1: Okay, let's begin. Josh D from Big Sky, Montana asked the following. Why do you guys regard everything that goes wrong in the world to race? A friend of mine says all white folks aren't your enemy and all black folks aren't your friend. What say you? By the way, welcome back, Casey. All right, then, <laughs> Casey.
0: <laughs> Casey, let me take the lead on this one. Go ahead, go ahead. Because first of all, I want to make it clear, Arthur, our caller, that we do not believe everything that goes wrong in the world to race. That is not what we're saying, so I just want to make sure that's clear. That's clear, mm-hmm. but I do got a, a, a couple more because I do agree with part of right? okay, part of when he said that uh, uh, all black folks aren't your free.
2: Oh, right, right.
0: Yeah. See, I, I got some examples of that, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm gonna start my ex wife, she's definitely <laughs> <my> free. <friend. laughs> <laughs>
2: Dude. More, more like the bitter enemy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so that's proof alone. But, but I got another example. Okay, I got another example. Now, some black folks that when they come in the shop with their hair in the condition that is in, uh, that is not my friend. That is not the barber's friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Come on, folks, do me a favor when you come to shop. First of all, I'm I'm going to preface that by saying. I do appreciate appreciate you coming in and supporting 421 Barbershop. Mm-hmm. Your, your business would never be turned away, and we appreciate it. But if you be so kind, uh, don't just go to sleep, match your hair, and then come in the barbershop and want me to pick it out for you. <laughs> <laughs> just please comb out your hair first of all. That, that, that's all I ask. But I will say this, J-Rod.
2: When they come in in that condition, after you hook them up, that, that's a great advertisement because people saw what they looked like when they walked in and then they see what they look like when they walk out and they say, damn, we can do that much with that head. Oh, know.
0: yeah, matter of fact, so. I, I think the audience is agreeing with you on that
2: one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, okay, you're absolutely right. Uh, but call it just to go ahead and support that. We understand that all black people are not our friends. And also I agree with you, all white folks are our, our enemy, not at all. And in fact, in recent history, in fact, last year of 2021, <laughs> That was proven, because if you look at some of the protesters, the Black Lives Matter protesters, mm-hmm. there was a lot of Caucasians and diversity in the crowd.
2: Right, and 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 historically, you know, all um, there's been many white people that were our friends. Let me see, there was uh, there was Abraham Lincoln.
0: Now he was a black person.
2: Uh, there, <laughs> there was John Kennedy.
0: He was almost black.
2: Uh, there was Tina Marie.
0: Oh, she is black. <laughs>
2: And there was Bono for you too, and I think that about covers the white folks that that are our friends. <laughs> yeah. It's way more than that. Way more handle. than that. that. That's a small sample size. <laughs> okay, There's okay. many more. Okay.
0: That <laughs> we aren't making light of that, but we yeah. but we do. No, of course. Yeah, uh, and we do appreciate it because I yeah. I was sincerely uh, I was sincere when I was talking about all the diversity in Black Lives Matter. Yes. Yeah. Because I have to say, if we go back in the in the 60s with Martin Luther King, and if we looked at the people that's marching, we understand mm-hmm. we had some allies that were right. Caucasian. But but if you do a comparison for back in the 60s with Dr. Martin Luther King, in the Black Lives Matter movement, yeah. uh, there was much more uh, diversity in the crowd. Yeah. So, and
2: I have many close friends from all races. Oh, so
0: yeah. No question about that. You know, now, I almost did some that. of my
2: best friends are
0: white. Yeah,
1: okay, I was, was great ge- <laughs> with that. I was great,
2: you know. <laughs> I was gonna put them on the spot,
0: like what I hear. A, okay, no. people say that. I said, What's their name? We,
2: we, we're joking, but 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 obviously, yeah, um, we know that uh, uh, most white people are just like most everybody else, and they're friendly with everyone, and they're yeah. accepting of of everyone.
0: Right, he's absolutely right. And normally, when we talk about um, related to issues. We're talking to the majority of the people in power that just happen to be of the Caucasian race. And they are the policy makers. They are the lawmakers. And so a lot of times when things go wrong in society, it's because of policy and law, uh made by another individual or from that group. All right, let's go ahead and move forward to see what the very next question is. Arthur, if you be so kind. Aaron K. From Santa Fe,
1: New Mexico, says it is hot as chicken shit here in New Mexico. How can she keep cool inside the house? But hot in the bedroom. She directed the question to KC and said, By the way, welcome back, honey bunny. Oh wait a minute. Well,
0: first of all, I recognize that she directed it to KC. Now me and KC have been friends for years but I ain't never heard this name before. And she calls you <laughs> Honey Bunny.
2: Uh, she knew me from way back in my past when I used to eat a lot of Honey Buns. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl.
0: <laughs> All right, now, just to make sure that you're on time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read what she asked you here. Okay, first she says, it's very hot in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can she keep cool inside the house but hot in the bedroom. And then I want to make sure you hear this part. She directed this question to Casey only. Okay.
2: okay. This this is a serious question.
0: Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay, serious. Go ahead.
2: Okay. All right. I want you to get a bucket of ice cubes uh-uh. and three bath towels. Uh-oh. You spread those towels over the bed and you have your man give you a full body massage with that ice. And after all that ice is melted, y'all ready to get it on
0: oh my goodness We keep them. it
2: hot and cool in oh, that bedroom
0: oh my god i can hear them, the males and our, our male listeners saying this
1: do it <laughs>
0: do it <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all be, be yourself. Know <laughs>
1: well,
0: all right okay that, that is, oh, look, look, look at this guy in the back Yes, <laughs> Would you please sit down. He was just answering a question.
2: Well, you know, a lot of times when our callers ask us questions, it also benefits uh, our audience and attendance.
0: So, oh, okay. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Okay. I like that. All right. I think we have, uh, one other question. Okay. Arthur, I'm going to have you move on and, um, uh, feel free.
1: Guys, this next one is kind of weird. Only gave initials BKIA, but here's the twist.
0: <laughs> oh, wait a minute. BKIA, you know who that is.
1: That That's uh,
2: some very ominous uh, initials, J Rod.
0: I know, I know. Uh, that is Baby Know It All. Yes. And for our listeners who just uh, tuning in, Baby Know It All is a guy who, I uh, say guy, a baby. They call into our podcast quite often. And I want to say harass you and I, Casey,
2: especially me. And he is a big uh, Donald Trump supporter.
0: Oh, he's a major Donald Trump supporter. But all right, all right, uh, Arthur, right. I'm going to have you just—I'm going to have you start over, and I'm not going to interrupt you and allow you to finish this question. Here we go,
1: guys. This next one is kind of weird. Only gave initials BKIA, but here's the twist. He says he celebrated Casey's. Absence, he was sorry to hear KC return. He called all the other listener wases for wishing KC well. His question is, when do we think this darn January 6th committee will come to their senses and see President Trump for the true hero and liberator his was slash is? Then he wrote, President Biden is causing the Similac shortage just to hurt him. What say you?
0: All right, here, here we go. But first of
1: all, Baby Know It
0: All, <laughs> I think he's addicted to Similac. <laughs> that baby formula.
2: If there was one person that didn't need that Similac, is Baby Know It All.
0: That that is correct. But you know, Baby Know It All, I do have to tell you this because I, I hear that a lot when they're talking about Biden's not doing anything because of the baby formula shortage. Uh, but but let me tell you this: House GOP leaders were among the 192 Republicans who voted against providing $28 million in aid to the Food and Drug Administration to help with the shortage. So it's amazing how they, they put the blame on Biden, but then they voted against it. Mm-hmm. That's crazy.
2: And that happens routinely. And But what's more amazing is that the supporters of the GOP don't recognize that.
0: Yeah, you know, that's because they don't educate themselves. You know let me go back to the numbers here because it looked like uh wow it was 231 which was 192 was republican so 12 republicans broke rank and joined the Mm democrats every single democrat voted for that 28 million to help the food shortage or the baby formula shortage Mm -hmm. Uh, every single democrat was 12 republican but the rest of the republican voted no have the audacity to continue to complain that Biden's not right. doing anything. Over
2: 190 of them.
0: That's great. I just think that is now I almost go to that very first question we talked about, but I'm going to let that go. All righty. Well, I tell you what, this may be a good time for us to recognize our sponsor. So I am going to go ahead and do that. uh Let's do it. All right, sponsors. Hey. It's a party out near my head. Taiwan on the beat already. Know. It's a party out near my head. Uh-uh. I've been working hardest time to live today. Ay. It's a party out near my head. It's a party out near my head. It's a party out near my head. Uh-uh. I've been working hardest time to live today. Ay. It's a party out near my head. Now, this is a part of our podcast that we do put a little pause to recognize our sponsor. And our first sponsor is King Cap, the owner of Out the Way Studio, the owner of this fantastic place that he allows us to do every week. He uh, we have a lot of organization on his umbrella, but the one that he is most proud of is his custom-made t-shirts. Uh, if you want to know anything about his service just informational or place to order please go ahead and email him at kingcap317 at gmail.com oh we do have a second sponsor and that is 421 barbershop where good things happen to your hair so if you want some good things happening to your hair come on in and talk to or see one of our master barbers again it's located right here in indianapolis on michigan road it's a party out in Hey. It's a party out in MIA. Hey, you know something, Casey? Mm-hmm. I, I want to bring this up. Is that the uh, um King Cap is assisting of making the uh the t-shirt to that family reunion that we have been asked to participate in? yeah That is the, the Murph, Flanagan Jones, Walls family reunion.
2: We're gonna do a remote broadcast from that family reunion.
0: Yeah, and I think that's going to be fun because we're going to host some uh, uh, or sponsor some of the events there. Uh, we have a multitude of events. And in fact, if anybody from the family is listening, I'm going to put some reminder dates out there, mm-hmm. right? Because the, the family reunion's at Eagle Creek on um, August the 20th. So write that on your calendar.
2: Okay.
0: Also, it looks like they have a fish fry. Mm. Yeah, fish fry, that's that Friday before. So now, the last time they had a family reunion, I went to that fish fry. Man, let me tell you something. They they got a guy uh, uh, frying it this year. His name is Ricky. Ricky Mur. Mm-hmm. Oh, he can burn us some fish now. I don't mean burn it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need clarification there. <laughs> I mean, look, he, he's a, a a a fish connoisseur, if yeah. you will. So uh, again, that's the 19th fish fry of August, and then the 20th of August uh for the uh reunion and then they have a fundraiser which is scheduled mm-hmm. for uh july the 23rd it is a a bowling fundraiser it's gonna be a handle bowl uh it starts at 3 30 p.m it's 20 dollars for adults and 15 dollars for children 10 and under now that cost uh includes the lane <laughs> the ball and shoes mm-hmm. and also from my understanding that the uh, it's like a pitch in. you can bring in food to that event. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, so there's gonna be some core food there and feel free to be when you're on. but it should be a lot of fun. Oh,
2: yeah, when it's like that, it's it's not just a athletic event, it's a social event.
0: Oh, absolutely, and that is the the whole <clears throat> intent of doing that. So I just want to put that shout out out there. You know I'm gonna go ahead and move on for that because uh, there was also a very critical and I mean critical discussion in the barbershop. And again, they talked about uh, the January 6th committee, the public hearing that they have it on uh, uh, TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was some of your takeaways? I'm just kind of curious, Casey, from looking at that, because there's a lot of inside information going on there.
2: It is. Um, first of all, I want to say that the committee is doing an outstanding job of detailing and explaining everything that has taken place. Oh, well, I agree. And, uh, and, but uh, the most recent hearings, uh, they had uh, uh, this lady, she was the former uh, aide to Mark Meadows. Ms.
0: Ms. Hutchinson. Yes, uh, yeah.
2: Cassidy Hutchinson. Yes. And she was uh, detailing a lot of stuff that she witnessed, including um, former White House counsel, uh, Pat Feloni, and he's the uh, the chief legal advisor to the president. Mm-hmm. And she testified that she witnessed him on several occasions telling Mark Meadows and 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 uh, President and uh, President Trump and others as part of that group that a lot of these things they're trying to do is illegal.
0: Oh yes,
2: uh, yes, yes. Uh, that the things that they're doing is obstructing uh, the official uh, counting of electoral ballots, and that's a federal crime. Um, uh, submitting false uh, A false slate of electors is a federal crime. And, you know, so she said she witnessed that. And then I know there was pushback from Republicans saying, well, that's hearsay because she's saying he said it. That don't mean he said it. But now Pat Cifiloni came in and testified uh, uh, with with the January 6th committee. And we'll be finding out about a lot of stuff that uh, he has to say regarding that. Yeah. And right. so now it won't be hearsay. It'll be direct from the horse's mouth.
0: Yeah. And, and we do realize that it depends on what he's going to testify to. But one thing I want to make sure that our listeners are aware of, he does not. That position in the White House does not represent Donald Trump the president. No. His client is the Constitution of the United States. Correct. That is his job. Now, saying that he gives a lot of of, of consulting to yes. the president is, is what is uh, constitutional or not. Now here's some things that I picked up out of that. First of all, I was totally not surprised, but she validated in her testimony, and I think this attorney would bring it home. Is that uh uh Donald Trump knew the routers right or the route or what am I saying here? The I don't want to say protesters, I want to say the rioters, rioters uh was on. Mm-hmm. And uh that was a concern.
2: Right. And he, he actually made the statement they're not here to shoot me. Meaning <laughs> he knew they was armed and they was there to shoot. Somebody else, but not him.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. <laughs> but the the point is that they knew there was I mean in fact I, it was almost hilarious, but it's just as dangerous. But they was also putting spears and knife at the end of black folks. Mm. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. So, so that was uh uh validated that Donald Trump knew they was on but still made no effort to stop it mm-hmm. Um in other words, they had weapons. Now here's some other stuff that I wrote down that she talked about is that uh, Trump physically attacked the head of his security detail because he wanted to go to the Capitol while he was in that vehicle. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, according to her testimony, that he lunged toward the steering wheel when he refused to take him. When the guy was fighting back on the steering wheel, he lunged at when I say he Trump lunged at the driver's neck and mm-hmm. tried to choke him. So that that was quite remarkable to hear that. Um, now also. Uh, this attorney, this Pat, talked to this uh, staffer and voiced his concern repeatedly about Trump's plan to march to the Capitol on January 6th as potentially illegal. When they started to do it, this is what he said, please make sure we don't go to the Capitol. <laughs> and he was talking to the mm-hmm. Uh And that was a quote. Yeah. It was a quote. And she said, uh, they was talking, said, keep keep in touch with me, and we are we gonna get charged with every crime <laughs> imaginable if we make that move happen. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying this as a and also according to his aid, that he was telling Donald Trump, giving the same advice. Yeah, don't make this happen, don't make this happen. So that was a uh, uh, pretty remarkable to me. And just one other thing i'm going to mention that he knew about all the pressure that trump was applying to pence
2: oh yeah Yeah. and and i want to say this now pence did the right thing but i'm not gonna say he's a hero because him and and even pat cifiloni and many of these others were going along with these bogus lies of election fraud and all this stuff for months Mm -hmm. now at his most critical Time and its most critical point, they did stand up for what was right. They did stand up for democracy. Once they got called, well, well, okay, with Seth Maloney, but right, I'll, I'll right. say Mike Pence because they said because Mike Pence was like, "Hey, you making me the fall, guys? <laughs> I do this." So, <laughs> but they should have stood up against Donald Trump and this scheme months months earlier well, than they did.
0: And I agree with you one hundred percent. But I also feel that that Pence, the one who's getting all this pressure, mm-hmm. he should have brought that out as well. Yeah, I would have been totally good if he was there with the Washington Post or any other media talking about, hey, uh, they're asking me to do this, and I don't think it's in the Constitution of the United States, and in fact, mm-hmm. I know it's not, and mm-hmm. I wanted to expose it. You know, the thing is, for somebody to keep that in his back pocket for that long, yeah. even after they call for his head, mm-hmm. you know, if they want to kill him. Now, it, it's one thing that Mike Pence did that I knew something was up when I seen the interview where they asked, uh, I think um, it was when Trump was endorsing one candidate, and Pence came out and endorsed another Yeah, candidate. that
2: was uh, an election in Georgia, I think for the Republican primary for governor.
0: I think it was Kemp and, and Purdue, maybe?
2: Yes, right. and they were they had opposing uh, uh, candidates that they were supporting.
0: Yes, and this will surprise me, I said something's going on, mm-hmm. is that uh, Pence answered the question, and then he started to walk away, like okay i'm done answering questions and somebody hollered out how do you feel about trump opposing your candidate and the way that pence turned around Mm -hmm. like he was ready to fight
2: right and i remember that uh he was like this is where i'm taking my stand
0: that's right you know that's right so i agree with you 100 you know all these people should have been uh letting us know a long time ago but it is what it is all right that was a good conversation It was. I'm going to go ahead and shut this sucker off because I know we got limited time. (laughs) So go ahead and close us out, KC.
2: I want to thank you for listening to our podcast, Barbershop.Talk. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.Talk, available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, Go Mob!